Lemurs and the Werewolves. Crash! My vase! My irreplaceable, beautiful vase! The president was beside herself. Her amazing family vase that had been handed down through 20 generations of lemurs was in pieces on the ground. This is just the last straw, Celeste. You are the clumsiest lemur in all of the exotic, exclusive lemur land of Madagascar. You are to be banished from this place. Celeste knew there was no point in arguing with Madame President. Her clumsiness had cost her once again. It was bad enough that she looked a bit messy, having spilled half her lunch down her fur. But here she was, about to leave the place where she grew up. Madagascar had just entered its hot, rainy season, and as the first droplets coming from the sky turned into a torrential downpour, Celeste took her belongings and started to leave the village. Bye, everyone! She shouted. One of her friends shouted back, Oh, bye, Celeste. Don't drop your clang. It was too late. Celeste had dropped her backpack while waving. <sighs> this was going to be a long journey. The rain came down hard now, and Celeste found shelter under a rock on her own, or so she thought. Excuse me, you're squishing me, came a little voice from under the rock. Squishing who? asked Celeste. Me! And with that, Celeste suddenly saw a chameleon reveal himself. You see, chameleons can hide almost anywhere because they can change colour. They blend in. And Celeste hadn't seen this little creature at all. And she sat on the poor guy. I don't mind you showering from the rain, but please don't sit on me, he said. What's your name? I'm Celeste, and I used to live in the exclusive Lima land. Ooh, aren't you fancy, said the chameleon. Well, my name's Charlie, and I live in the exclusive exotic land of this rock. It's not much of a rock, but it's my rock, and it shelters me and all my tricks. Celeste was intrigued. Tricks? What sort of tricks does a chameleon need to keep when they can change colour whenever they want to? Is that not enough of a trick? Well, not for Charlie it wasn't. I'm an entertainer, you see. I travel from place to place, singing songs, doing magic and juggling. Celeste was very impressed, because to do magic, you needed very steady hands, and Celeste did not possess that skill. Oh, I'm so clumsy. I could never juggle, said Celeste, almost falling over her, her own words. Nonsense, said Charlie. And with that, Charlie got out a set of juggling balls and began teaching Celeste how to juggle. It is fair to say, Celeste had a lot more fun learning to juggle that night than her fellow lemurs had. As darkness fell over the exotic, exclusive lemur land, there was a terrifying noise. It was the call of a pack of werewolves. Scary creatures that only come out at night. You wouldn't want to meet one after dark, or ever. The exotic, exclusive Lima Land was about to be invaded, and its sleeping president had no idea how bad things were going to get. Sound the alarm, said one of the president's guards. Wow, 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 wow. The alarm woke the whole of Lima Land, but the whole place was unprepared. The land was about to get a lot less exotic. The doors of the president's palace were broken down, and the werewolves with their big teeth and loud howls burst in. 
they broke more than just a vase this time. Pots, statues, tables, everything was destroyed. This is our place now, said one of the werewolves. The president and her guards were outnumbered. There were loads of them. Big, furry, scary werewolves. They were in charge now. This was no longer Lima land, and it most certainly wasn't exotic or exclusive. Next morning, under the rock, far away from the chaos, Charlie was still teaching Celeste how to juggle. It was a very slow process. In fact, it was so slow, we probably need to wind forward a few months. It's coming to the end of the rainy season, and Celeste is now finally getting the hand of juggling. Don't get me wrong, she's still clumsy from time to time, but she is getting very good at keeping multiple balls in the air at one time. Plus, she can do amazing card tricks and can make a pie disappear in less than a minute. Although, to be fair, so can I. But you won't ever see it again. Well, isn't this great, said Charlie the Chameleon. We should put on a show. Do you know anywhere we can get an audience? Celeste thought for a while. She wanted to suggest her home, but she was worried they would just all laugh at her. And besides, she was banished by the president. Come on, said Charlie. I can tell you think it is somewhere. And with that, Celeste clumsily said, My, uh, home? Oh yeah, that super posh Lima place. Let's go there. I love doing a show for people with a bit of money, said Charlie. And sooner than you can say super posh Lima place, Charlie had packed up all the tricks and they were on the road to Celeste's home. Little did they know what they would find. Now, werewolves only come out at night. So during the day, the lemurs had to work for the werewolves. Otherwise, they would get very angry at night. The werewolves had made the lemurs live near a big pile of poo. It smelled really bad. And what with the smell and the werewolves holding big parties at night, it was very hard for the lemurs to sleep. They were tired and desperately wanted to smell something other than poo smells. As Charlie and Celeste approach what used to be Lima land, they realised something wasn't quite right. I thought you used to live in that exclusive posh place, said Charlie. I did, said Celeste, but it's... it's gone. At that point, a huge howl was heard by the two of them, and with that, a pack of werewolves appeared and surrounded them. Celeste immediately hid. He could do that, he was a chameleon. Celeste, however, was not. What are you doing out here? said one of the werewolves. All the lemurs are finishing their work over there. You aren't supposed to leave. Oh, don't mind me, said Celeste, nervously. I... I'm just a, a travelling performer. I, I, I do magic. The werewolves didn't believe Celeste at all. You're coming back with us and they herded Celeste back into the wolf camp. If you do magic, you wouldn't mind showing us now, will you? said one of the werewolves. This was not the sort of show Celeste had imagined doing. Just think, after doing all that rehearsal, this was going to be a very difficult audience to please. But please, she would have to do. Charlie was still hiding. He was a very clever chameleon and had popped himself on Celeste's shoulder. 
All the way through, he was whispering instructions. Celeste juggled brilliantly. The lemurs were amazed at the skills she had picked up since leaving, but the werewolves were not impressed. They scowled, they howled, and they demanded better tricks. And now, for my most dangerous trick, I will make a pie disappear. This was Celeste's most impressive trick. She had to sprinkle magic dust on a pie and make it disappear in front of the werewolves eyes. The only problem was, the more angry the werewolves got, the more nervous Celeste got. The whole pack of werewolves gathered round Celeste and growled. They were angry. One of them suggested they might try eating her head if her trick failed. Celeste took out the magic powder. Right, whispered Charlie the Chameleon. You've got to carefully sprinkle the powder on the pie. The dust will do the rest of the work. Just be careful. It's powerful stuff. You must keep a steady hand. But Celeste was shaking and shaking and shaking. It was getting worse and worse and worse until... Poof! Celeste dropped the magic dust. It fell, slowly, magically, silently, and landed on the whole pack of werewolves. And then there was just silence. The werewolves were gone. They'd disappeared. No one knew where. The lemurs had their land back. Over the next few days, Celeste was treated like a hero, which was the first time in her life people had celebrated how clumsy she could be. The president was so pleased that she invited Celeste to live at the palace. No thanks, she said. Me and my friend Charlie are going on tour, but I'll be back with a new show for you one day, and I promise not to make you disappear. And with that, Celeste, the clumsy lemur, and Charlie the magical chameleon packed up their tricks and headed for the next village as heroes. Got an idea for a story? Tell us the title at funkidslive.com forward slash story quest and we could bring your story to life. For a new story each week, make sure you hit subscribe or follow so you don't miss a single episode. Max! Thank you so much for sending over your story to us, the lemurs and the werewolf. you got to tell me, where did you get the idea for, for the title? I kind of just made it up. Do you remember why you wanted lemurs in it, though? No, not really. I, I, I was just, I was just, wand- I just kind of wanted to choose something kind of like random. And then like, oh, and then just, and then I'm just, and then when it comes out, I'm just like, Oh, so you had no idea where you wanted the story to go. You just chucked us two animals and thought, see what happens. Um, what was your favourite moment in the whole story? That's a hard question. Hmm. <laughs> I've got it. I liked yeah. it when, when Celeste dropped the vase. Why did you like that bit the best? Because I thought it was quite funny that it was passed on to like twenty generations, and then out, and then and then she was like, "Oops!" and then she just dropped it. <laughs> what do you think would happen next if if we made a story called "The Lemurs and the Werewolf Two? If we, if we made a sequel, what would you like to see happen? Probably, um, I'd like to see um, then like. Celeste becoming like the president. Mm. Yeah. 
And then, um, and then the werewolves taking over again. But then she got a stronger army, and then there will be this big battle. Well, I was going to ask you about more stories that we could have with the lemurs and werewolves. Do you think this could be a whole series where we have lemur and werewolf battles with them taking control? What do you reckon might happen at the very, very end? Who is going to win? Werewolves. Yeah, always the werewolves. Well, they're big, aren't they? They're big and they're mean. Who's going to stand up so well? Exactly. They'll just crash the whole thing down. You've got to tell me, as well as giving us story ideas, do you ever write any stories yourself? Well, I've planned... Well, I've actually planned a movie franchise. Wow. Tell us more. What is it about? Um, it's called the Wars of the Universe. It's pretty much the parody, like a rip-off Star Wars. <laughs> okay. Uh, who is your favourite character of all time in any film or book or telly show you've seen? That's a really hard one. I all like this. I I all like Star Wars characters the same. I don't. I don't have a favourite. You just like I'm them all. Um, yeah, I'm going to choose one of my favourites. I quite like Yoda. I think he's quite funny. Okay. When he's, what? When he's, um, on episode five, when he's, all, when he's like, <gasps> Yoda, you seek Yoda. When he's Yoda, he doesn't just say, oh, I'm Yoda. He just goes around thinking he's not Yoda. Well, maybe because he's been on exile for like 25 years. Maybe mm. that's why. Yeah, that would take it out of you, wouldn't it, being sent away for 25 years? What about books, though? Aside from the Star Wars films, which you love, what books do you like to read? I quite like things like Cookie and the Most Annoying Boy in the World and Cookie and the Most Annoying Girl in the World and Cookie and the Most Mysterious Mystery in the World. Mysterious Mystery is my favourite. Well, Max, listen, thank you so much for sending over your story. I hope you really enjoyed it, and I hope it's inspired you to write books and write more of your movies so thank you so much max